0: Hello everybody. And welcome to the Lucas Hyde Podcast. Actually, no, that's like my normal
1: introduction. That's so weird. Yeah, no. You I'm gotta, sorry to do that to you, you. You gotta you gotta say welcome to the Lucas Hyde Podcast and Tad. And Tad? Uh, I don't know. You don't have to say We don't
0: that. have like an even formal name. Welcome to the welcome to the US Open Breakdown, baby. Yeah. How that about works. that? Uh, with good. the baby on the end? I don't know. Like with a wink. Try
1: it without. Try it try it without. with a wink. Welcome to the US Open Breakdown. Wink. Okay, you guys can't see the wink, but you, can't you heard it. it. Yeah, it was audible.
0: Hold on, hold on. Let me wink. The I don't think go. they can hear that.
1: No, it's no, fine. No, my blink no is no one's not. missing any any content if they can't hear you wink. There's yeah. stuff that mm-hmm. there's stuff that you guys, everyone listening, needs to know, and that's what they hear. Yeah, but what we see here and our interactions—that's private. That's why we do the podcast.
0: Yeah, but until, like I said, we we are in talks with the U.S. Open, ladies and gentlemen. And until they, you know, they give us the whole setup, the whole shebang. It's only it's only for us now, Ted. You understand? Only for now. For now, it's so, a matter of time until the the cameras come. So enjoy being let's let's enjoy being tiny while while we are, and, y- and you all enjoy being privileged listeners, yeah. privileged as being the first listeners to to the greatest podcast to ever hit the airwaves. And tune into your ears. What is this podcast about again? Is it about the podcast or is it about tennis? That's right. I just can't stop talking about how much I love this podcast. <laughs> but um, all right. So today we have um, what is this? What day is that? Um, I forget. I always forget like the number of days because
1: the num- Which day? Yeah, I think which it's, day it was. Yeah, midway day. Mm-hmm. Um, midway day. So it was September third, Labor Day.
0: Labor Day. A bunch the of Labor big day matches. matches. Yep. All right. So, um we have a bit of a format change here. Um, Tad and I were talking as the podcast grows and to make it more consumable and better for better for the listeners in, in general. We're just gonna we're gonna have blocks and we're gonna talk mainly about the matches, but we're gonna go into our normal discussion in the end.
1: Yeah, we're you gonna know? we're gonna we're gonna be as messy as we usually are. Yeah but that's all going to happen bit it's more in own, structured. Yeah, it, it's
0: going to be super chaotic but only in that in its own block. Yeah, exactly. So it's messy within
1: the We're uh, going uh, we're going to start with someone and we're going to see where that takes us. Yeah. That's a little bit different than what we normally do. Yeah. If a little bit different is, you know, almost exactly the same, Yeah. 1% change. 1% maybe 0.5%
0: change. Maybe. You guys might not you guys wouldn't have been able to detect it if I didn't say this. You shouldn't have said anything. No, not people are going to know. No, that's okay. You want to be completely open with the people. I know you yeah. Of course. Yeah. We are the most unbiased podcast ever.
1: Yeah. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I'm I, I'm not, you know, hiding. Are you anything. trying to hide things no, from I'm people? No, definitely, I'm definitely not. It, yeah. No. It sounds, no. Like, it sounds like you're trying to hide things from the people. You said I shouldn't have even told them. I know. I, I, I'm someone who believes in keeping proprietary information, you know, away <laughs> from prying eyes. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah so we we're going to try and and give ourselves a little bit more of a track. Yep. But mm-hmm. it's going to be like not, as we start off off the rails. Not a train track sort of thing, more no. like a like a like a wide field. Like a wide <laughs> field. <laughs> wide open field, just track. not even close to a track. But, like a like a like a tarmac like a tarmac yeah uh, yeah that's a good uh planes land on it and they have on. to negotiate it and that's sort of how we're going to run
0: it how about this how about a um an aircraft carrier on the ocean and that ocean is the track okay that's perfect. no 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 the track is where the planes land on the aircraft carrier but the aircraft carrier itself is on the ocean which is completely uh, just super unpredictable yeah
1: there's mm-hmm. the, there's the which is you know kind of like the tennis landscape exactly it is metaphors spring beautifully from our our conversations that's that's why this is so great and that was actually off the cuff because normally tad would
0: call me out for uh normally i would yeah if i if we had talked about this beforehand Tad would have said and and i know you're trying to make it look like we didn't have this conversation beforehand lucas but uh, we did and um but that one was off the cuff and i liked it it was. That was a good one. That was a good metaphor. I yeah. appreciate it. All right, let's move into the matches for today. Um,
1: crazy. Crazy matches? Were but, they crazy? No, no, no. Everything was pretty routine.
0: Except for one thing. But it, it is almost... Are uh, you winking at me now? I see that. But no, uh, it is <laughs> just... I see you disagreeing with me right off the bat. But it's okay. It's okay. We'll get into this. It is all overshadowed how routine everything was by one moment and everyone knows what that was and that was the fed
1: loss wait you were surprised by the fed loss i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> if you uh i thought that everyone expected milman to win
0: yeah i know yeah going into it that you had it in your bracket right <laughs> i think that's what i predicted i yeah. predicted milman to make it mm-hmm. you know to yeah. the round of 16 and exactly beat federer and make mm-hmm. it to the but let's start off um so again let's just do a little quick ranking here of interest. I actually like doing this. Uh, a ranking we, of interest? Yeah, we're we're going to start off with the least interesting match just to get that out of the way. Um and then we'll end with the most interesting match. Um sounds and, good. And I think that's a good way of putting it because yeah. uh then the discussion will it'll drive like from itself off in the most interesting match and like what it happened. It will there. and
1: it'll just drive us towards the end what we really want to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so
0: let's start off with that so in this order, I think the least interesting was the Novak match. Um, then the Nishikori match. Uh, then the, was it Chilich, or who was it? Chilich and Goffin. Chilich, Goffin. And then, obviously, the blockbuster of the day, which was the
1: Fed one. So uh, yep. let's so start out with that Novak Novak, match. and Novak and Souza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is it Souza or Souza? I I mean, so there's there's two schools of thought on, on every Name pronunciation. There's, there's a right way to say it, and there's the way that everybody says it. <laughs> <I'm> tr- <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going a completely different way. But I,
1: <laughs> I was going to try and disagree with you, and I was going to say, there
0: can be more than two schools of thought, but then you said that, and I was like, no, 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 you're right. Yeah, th- you're definitely right. So um,
1: I heard the commentator saying Sousa. They say Sousa, but there's... a there's an American composer who's famous for composing a lot of different songs, like stars and stripes forever and stuff like that. Like in, I think turn of the century composer who wrote a lot of marching, marching tracks. And his name was spelled the same way and it was pronounced Sousa. Okay. So I, I'm not exactly sure. I've always heard it pronounced Sousa, but Mm -hmm. in, you know, the early 1900s, nobody knew how to pronounce anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's Sousa. It might be Sousa, but we're not sure I'm gonna yeah. say i i I do hear them saying thousand for a while I was saying that, but this isn't really a conversation about the guy's name. It's a conversation about someone who is now irrelevant because he's out of the tournament is he is he irrelevant yeah, now he is as it pertains to the u s open but that's how Novak works. he just yeah. makes people seem irrelevant,
0: and that's this match was I don't know it kind of flew under the radar again um which it's it's kind of normal still. We're not at the quarterfinals, and also this was before the Fed loss. He went on before, so yeah. it was kind of interesting because everyone was anticipating the Fed match. So both of those matches kind of flew under the ra- radar because we were we were we were just kind of already in the mindset we're going to get Novak Fed in the quarters.
1: Which is which is why it's nice that you know we only said that there was we were looking forward to a Novak Fed quarterfinal. 30 times last mm -hmm. podcast. Yeah. Instead of saying it 100 times. Yeah. mm -hmm. But unfortunately, you don't always get what you want. No, you don't always get what you want. And um, Mm -hmm. we were only half as wrong as we would have been. Half as wrong. But um,
0: it it was very routine. What's the score line there? Do you have it? Yeah. It's 6 3, 6 4, 6 3. All right. So it seemed just very routine from Novak. It's nothing. We wouldn't expect, especially the caliber that he's playing at this tournament, um, going—and this is kind of what we expected, is he—or we said this in the beginning in the preview, not exactly what we expected, but we said this is what we're going to have to see from him, is how is he going to take the dips and drops or and then the rises in his level um, as the matches go on, because he probably was anticipating that match with Fed— uh, would he be able to deal with dealing with maybe lower level players, where Fed was going to have a curious match under his belt going into that quarterfinal? Um, but Novak has seemed to just been tearing through everybody. He's been playing after that kind of slip up where he lost the set against
1: uh, I forget um, Fuscovitz. Fuscovitz. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. he he's been like playing an incredibly solid game. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's hard when you're watching him to really understand why. These guys who are, you know, the best, most elite athletes yeah. Everybody, in
0: sport. And the thing is, which what's really interesting about the pro game today is that the top three guys and the top, let's say, sorry about the motorcycle, but the top three guys up until probably the top 150, 200 guys, all those guys can play with each other. But it's just something that Novak Fed, all these other guys, they're just able to do it more routine and and just run through these guys and make it make them almost look like B level players, which yeah. is why they go deep into the tournaments, why they perform so much better. Um,
1: and and it definitely comes because there's like an, a there's like a, a mountain of Novak Djokovic. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. not you're just playing Novak; you're playing all of the match experience that he's had as long yep. as he's applying it.
0: And it's almost suffocating. To there was a moment he he played Gasquet where I was watching with my dad and. It just looked so defeating um, at one point because Gasquet was, seemed he had raised his level. So Novak was dominating before. And then there was this point in the match, I think it was in the third set, where um, Gasquet started to raise his level. And then Novak just smothered him. It was almost like Gasquet was hitting his best shots in the match and Novak was just putting them back in play and then extending the point. And just, I'm again, I, I listened to that one more on the radio, the, the Sousa match but um, i'm assuming from what i was hearing that it was it was similar to that where he just it's it's very degrading to play against him it's it's super depressing cuz even if you feel like you're playing your best there's almost nothing you yeah, can you do yeah
1: you can throw anything at him and it comes back with interest on it Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. like you i don't know I, I didn't watch the i didn't watch the season match mm-hmm. i um i was busy watching and we other talked matches. about this
0: a little bit the top half of the draw was a lot more interesting
1: yeah um, the top mm-hmm. half of the draw was was definitely more interesting when we talked about those matches already we yep. talked about mm-hmm. like what who, who would you rather have watched play you know yeah. mm-hmm. i mean I, there isn't a roundage match that that would be i mean con- contemporary to this match yeah mm-hmm. was to these matches it wasn't that interesting but the other matches that you had were like really really great mm-hmm. you had i mean let's look let's you take a look at you had, you Juan had um
0: rafa had a tough match and it was a four setter right
1: those matches were yeah rafa had a four set match against pasulevshvili yeah, mm-hmm. um juan played borna juan martin yeah, played a, that's borna a, Korich. and he like we said time and
0: time again i was talking actually in the car today with uh, charlie um, after hitting and um he's my he's my hitting partner and when i was we were talking i said tad's almost convinced me that um, he might win this tournament um, after watching, because every time I'm watching him, I'm realizing he's actually playing amazing. He's playing incredible this tournament. And yeah. It's a treat to watch him. He's flying so under the radar.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. it, it, you see that happen with. Um, it's kind of the same way that he plays tennis. He flies under the radar even when he's playing. Yeah, you know, he doesn't come across like a player who's getting ahead in these in sets a lot of times because mm-hmm. he's got such a such a swagger and and a, like his court presence is like he's obviously got an audience behind him. He's yeah. obviously mm-hmm. got tons of people who are cheering for him. But, but uh,
0: it might be because like he feeds off the crowd so much. And if the crowd's yeah. kind of not being super hyped, then maybe he, he's not really, he's not really matching that. So. And or he does match what their kind of energy level is.
1: He does, he does match it, but it's like people, even when he's playing, he'll, he might be playing, you know, um, someone who goes up 40 love in their service game. And then like, he just gets back into it somehow and yeah. you see that a lot with with Juan with Juan Martin where he um he's actually a much better returner than people think he is. Yeah. He's actually got a lot more ability to to last in long rallies than mm-hmm. people give him credit for. He's got
0: like he's really from where he was a little bit ago, and especially coming off the injury, he's really extended the amount of points or the length that his points. He has, go.
1: yeah, and and it might not be totally fair because we're seeing him playing better and better and better. Yep. Mm-hmm. that's the other thing about about Juan. Mm-hmm. But we're getting a little bit off topic. We're just talking about comparing those two yeah. uh, days days to each other, yeah, and, and, and it kind days...
0: you can kind of see it, it's just more interesting to talk about what was happening up there because you had all yeah. these better matchups.
1: You had um, more Dominic team. Yeah. in kevin anderson that yeah. that was i mean kevin anderson was like we talked about before he was he was a finalist last year he yeah. lost to rafa in the final and dominic came out and and beat him pretty routinely yeah mm-hmm. like it, it wasn't it wasn't it was closer There was a seven five in there and there was a tie break yeah but it wasn't like that was a that was a pretty great match and that was an yeah. amazing performance by dominic yeah all right but so. let's
0: Let's move on to the cuz there's not much else to say about this Novak match. Yeah. Um it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh the matchup against Millman. Um if it will be. Yeah, um just to preface that briefly, but uh we'll talk about the um the matchups in uh, the next one, but um it, we'll we'll see how that goes uh, whether or not Millman can sustain his level. Um, but there, I think there's some things there which we'll hit on when we hit the when we talk about the Roger match. I think there was a couple. There's a lot of factors. Yeah. to that to that loss for Roger, um, and the win for Milman. Not to say that uh, Milman or Roger lost it, but Milman did win it. Exactly. Uh, he played he played great. But uh, so let's move on to the Nishi Kohlschreiber match, which um, this is more interesting because Kohlschreiber making another deep run into the tournament, and he's he's a player I really enjoy. um, and also, they're kind of uh, they're they're built very similar, yeah. Um, and this goes to show another player who's running under the radar is Nishi Corey. Yeah, um, I watched him play uh, in person against Monfils, Um and he lapsed a little bit in focus. Um, but after monfis retired, um, it seems like he's kind of just taken the momentum from that win. He's gotten that early jitter, the early jitters, because uh, Mofis is such a good player. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's almost what you see is when upsets like that happen is you have to get over a really high level player um, early on like one of those those uh, those players are their rankings dip and they are all over the place. Mofis is one of those but they can
1: still put on like a stellar
0: performance. Yeah and you know? it's they and you know those players that when they're playing against the top players everyone knows they compete they yeah. almost put on a better show. And Mofis was doing that until he got injured, unfortunately. But since then, Nishikori's made everything very routine. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And Nishikori, Nishikori is—you mentioned focus and Nishikori's focus. He's kind of the way that I've always thought about him, and and his sort of his like prototype of players. Yeah. Everyone who everyone who plays Nishikori's game, which you know, a lot of people would say it's more. It's more Novak Djokovic's game, mm-hmm. but Nishikori does something a little bit different, where he, d- his build m- forces him yeah to play exactly just a little bit different, yeah, and it forces him to be. I th- I think that the the way that I would the way that I would describe it, and this might be like really really unfair, but it is really important to be focused when you play the way that he does because it's an incredibly involved involving way of playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk. In a little bit about David Goffin, who I think is actually a lot like Nishikori, very and-
0: similar. He's he. I almost uh, one thing with him though. Um, I think he's a bit lighter on his feet. Um, I think his movements a little bit different than Nishikori's, um, which is if you guys want to watch a player's movement and um, it's really stellar to see and how light someone is on their feet. I think I talked about this on the other podcast. Yeah, you is, did. You talked. You mentioned is, it. It's Goffin's movement is beautiful. It's amazing how how athletic he's able to move. Uh, Nishi Corey, I feel like his adjustment steps are real good. His, his steps on the inside and how he has to have really small steps. Yeah, I think he does that really well. And then when he sets up for his forehand and his, and his backhand too, his backhand's his shot. And then um, he just seems to be really doing all the things that he needs to do well for this yeah. tournament. Yeah, but um. He's, he's a little bit heavier on his feet than Goffin, I think he, um, he probably is but the, the, he looks a little bit bigger too like
1: uh, he, he looks a bit built a little bit differently as well I think he might be just maybe an inch or two inches taller I'm okay not, yeah not sure mm-hmm. but he but what I mean about his game and also another player who's a little bit like this but leans more towards like Andy Murray's kind of recklessness and 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 streakiness like where Andy will play 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 so much in one point mm-hmm. that he thinks is an important point run okay, down I think, everything and I think then I know of, who you're gonna say but keep going Alex Di Minora. yeah that's yeah, exactly, exactly. but Alex is another player who's got really involved in game and he's, he's got to be focused he's a player to watch out for yeah
0: um, especially after this tournament if he can continue the level he was having at this tournament it's gonna be really exciting he plays a very exciting game yeah um, he's all over he's a, it's a show to watch he's he's gonna be
1: a superstar yeah, he's, he's he's incredible yeah and um it's an this this actually brings us we can talk more about the the Nishikori-Kohlschreiber match, but it brings us neat, pretty neatly into talking about Marin's match mm-hmm. and the fact that Marin's gonna have a lot of opponents who are pretty pretty similar or who sort of come from there. He played Alex Dibidor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he played David Goffin. Mm-hmm. Now he's playing Nishikori. And, which
0: is a rematch of that final.
1: Which is a rematch of the final. Mm-hmm. And then he's... I mean, if he wins, he's gonna play Novak. He's gonna yeah. play basically you know very similar players yeah mm-hmm. and
0: he's playing them well but. which would be really interesting then if he uh if he got to the final this could almost backfire on him yeah going into the final and then having to play juan martin having to play
1: who, juan martin or or rafa or rafa or dominic three yeah. players who actually have very different styles than yeah
0: guys. Mm-hmm. um um I would say the closest one to that. I would say either Dominic is probably the closest, but his is much different. It, it's it's there's it, there's almost no good comparison on the other side of the draw. Um, yeah, I would say like they're all far away and distant in their gate playing styles. But Dominic might be the closest. Dominic
1: might be the closest, but he's yeah. still so far. The, yeah, like, I the, know, di- that's the what difference I'm between these. Th- these guys i think the, really the difference that i want to draw is that like nishikori Gofan and less Gofan, but nishikori is and novak they're players who are going to engage in these huge rallies and try and hit sharp mm-hmm. shots yeah dominic is like a sharpshooter where he's going to try and hit a ball through you from 15 feet behind the baseline when you're not seeing it you know yeah. <laughs> And, mm-hmm. and that's that's a little bit of a difference. And Juan is a little bit more like that, too. But Juan's game is definitely... Is huge. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's huge. One of the biggest games on tour. Um, but, again, that Nishikori-Kolstriper match, I, I don't think there's really much to say there. Again, he, he played real solid. I think yeah. it'll be curious to see um, this matchup against Chillich um, Yeah, definitely. Because Chillich will be playing a similar player, but... Um, Nishikor will be playing a player that is completely different from from what he had played today. He, he, he will be against Cole Schreiber.
1: And he's you know, he's played Chilich before, so there mm-hmm. this is just another chapter. But uh, Marin's last match which we're talking a little bit about with against Gauffin, yeah, was he was actually down early. He was down on the, first, down set, in the right? first set.
0: Which um full disclosure, I was rooting for David Goffin.
1: Yeah, was, I think that I was probably rooting for for W2, and I like. think
0: he, I think he was playing well enough this tournament to do it. Um, maybe not as well as he f- he's played in the past. Maybe um, he had that slip up against Robin Hassa where he lost a set. I believe it was four, right? I think it was four. Yeah. Um, he had a bit of a slip up there, so maybe he wasn't playing his best tennis. But it was good. It was good to at least see him this deep in the tournament. Uh, he's he's a favorite of mine.
1: It was, and yeah. he's not someone he normally. He normally makes it to, I think he normally makes it to like third round of tournament, yep. of mm-hmm. these tournaments, but he's he hasn't made it to, I don't think he's made it to a semifinal yet. I
0: don't think he's made it to a semifinal. I think he has made a quarter. He's made quarters, but
1: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Which, I, it was disappointing. I, I thought this was the tournament he was going to do it. And um, it must have been, It, it also because Cilic, uh there's a couple factors here too, which is why this match is a little bit more interesting. Chilich came off of the two sets to love down. Against Alex Diminar, yeah, and had that match win. So there's there's a couple factors there where either he's really tired too, um, yeah, because in the, the way that Alex plays is exhausting. It's exhausting to watch. Yeah, exactly. It's a, he, it's
1: a, it's amazing that he can get these returns back. because yeah. he's not big at all. Yeah, Alex, he's,
0: he's not a very imposing figure.
1: No, he's not. I'm big. I'm not big, but I'm I'm big, I'm bigger than Alex. I weigh. Really, like, I think I would probably weigh like maybe twenty pounds more than him. Oh geez, he's very he's, tiny. Then he's like he's like five ten, and he's like one hundred and forty pounds. Geez, I weigh a
0: lot more than him. Then he's I not a like big guy. Pounds on him.
1: Yeah, no, but he like he can still play incredible game. Yeah, That's, mm-hmm. and he's getting these returns back mm-hmm. that are like just crazy, and his fitness is great too. But yeah, he is incredible. Fortunately, he couldn't get through. Leighton Hewitt-esque.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. his coach, mm-hmm. and then um which is where is millman from um brisbane brisbane um the australia has been having a other than the Curios and um uh the Curios well, is an amazing player he's in a, he's he he will hopefully be a success story from there but um the alex diminar uh kokonakis they're doing some good stuff, I think, with their player development. Um,
1: they've got some good players coming up, definitely. And and um, Millman's older; he's, he's he's a little 29. bit older. But um, they seem to have like a really cohesive
0: unit there. Um, like you see Layton in the boxes for all the matches. Yeah, uh, I don't know again. Like I don't know the insides and outs of whatever they're training. I feel like maybe all those guys train together or something, um, or they support each other in some way, uh, but they're doing some really good things. Uh, and if Curious can get his head together, I mean, they had, um, uh, his name is uh, Bernard Tomic. Tomic, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the one disaster story well, coming from was, there. Well,
1: he was, I don't think that he's the only one. Honestly, this is gonna be like, this is gonna sound pretty harsh, especially because I talk so much about how, how much I like Nick all the time. Yeah. But I don't think that Nick's ever gonna win a Grand Slam. I, 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 I think that he's really talented, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he... He's the mentality. He has the mentality to win. No,
0: no, no. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I think a lot of things would have to fall in place. I'm not going to write him off completely. Um, I think if he got it together, I think we would see him win one. But um, again, we, we'll never know if that happens until it happens. No, we won't. But
1: um, the player that he reminds me the most of, the player that I think is he actually remi- probably reminds himself the most of, mm-hmm. is Kyle Monfils. I think that that's more who Nick sees himself as, as a player and as a personality. Mm -hmm. Someone who... I think that Nick will keep playing tennis. I don't think he's going to like switch to basketball or anything. (laughs) Basketball. (laughs) Anytime soon. I really like to
0: wear my Jordans. (laughs) I wish I could wear my Jordans on the court. They've got such a... uh, They look so much better than tennis shoes. Basketball is my favorite sport. I hate tennis. I hate tennis. I wish I could play basketball, but... (laughs) They're you know? so much cooler, but you know, I make money in tennis.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that he's going to be like a like a journeyman where he, he plays tournaments around the world, makes a lot of money doing it, and has stellar performances. Mm-hmm. And he plays until he's like thirty something. But I don't think that he's going to. I think that he's going to always be around like yeah. top thirty. I'm going to slightly disagree with you. That's that's fine. I'm I and this just is... because
0: I think I think there's still some growing pains there. I'm not going to say he's going to win a Grand Slam. I'm not that confident in him. But there have been times where at the Australian, and especially when he was like injured last year, I think last year's U.S. Open, where he, was very, he seemed very depe- defeated and depressed that he could not perform. Um, I don't know what happens leading into some of these tournaments where he's just all over the place mentally, but I think if he could run and get just everything right where he's in the mindset where he really wants to perform almost that uh where he was like if something bad happens he's really depressed and defeated about it yeah. but if he has that mindset going into the tournament where he really wants to perform and nothing bad happens then i would think we would see something
1: good but uh,
0: we'll,
1: again, yeah. i mean that absolutely like if, if mm-hmm. the stars align for him then that's great but he, and i would like them to i would like them it, to i'm a fan I, i'm a fan of him too but i i don't think that i think what i really think the the problem is is that he he has injuries that come out of nowhere. It's like he's not, he's not like, you don't see, I've never seen him get injured on court. I've only seen him- Nick,
0: you really need to work on your forward rolling shoulders.
1: (laughs) The posture. I I don't, I don't mind, personally, I don't mind the posture. I think that that's part of his gait and part of Mm -hmm. his attitude. And it doesn't affect his serve, obviously. Mm -hmm. He's serving like- 135 i think there's a lot
0: of um fitness wise in the tennis world um i think there's a lot of underlying injuries that you don't hear about from players and they play with them and i think that they actually don't uh there's probably a lot of like muscular imbalances that they don't address i would think nick might have that um
1: look at rafa's arms
0: yeah (laughs) that's that's a different kind of imbalance not from tennis definitely not from (laughs) tennis um Let's see. Who is another player I was thinking of? Andy Murray. Um, this this is gonna this is kind of going to like my little health fitness world type thing. Andy's legs. Andy's legs. Um, but he. So, one thing you notice from him is that he always has a, he always wears ankle braces on both feet. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I see there is that. Uh, so your body's a chain, right? This is the way I look at it. Again, I don't have like a degree in anything or health and fitness, but the your body's a chain, and if he's using that all the time. The muscles that all those supporting muscles, they don't have to do any work because he is forcing them his his uh his angle to be supported already by the brace, right? Yeah. Now, if you do something like that, the whole body's a chain, so things are connected. So then it goes up in your knees, it goes into your hips, and he was already notorious for having it, like his knees are yeah or something. And then I don't know. I'm not saying that. His ankle brace was the cause of his hip problem, but um, I think that there was probably some sort of imbalance there that happened. I don't know what it's from, and then that's why you saw it. But I think there's there's more of that that you think in tennis.
1: No, I, I'm 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 sure that people have these kinds of injuries and stuff. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. it's one thing if it's an injury, mm-hmm. and it's another thing if it if it's an injury that you can play with. And I'm sure a lot of players play like yeah. pretty injured, like Juan last year, Juan mm-hmm. Martín, when he played that Dominic match, and he he was like actually sick he played a match when he had a flu and he won Mm -hmm. but the the the, like that's something that's manageable you can do it yeah so Mm -hmm. when you're playing with an emotional condition or something like that players have to be they can't like withdraw for that reason it can't be like i don't feel okay i understand what you you know Mm -hmm. it's the same thing like murray's and he's not going to retire because of his ankle braces or because he's got weak ankles he's going to put ankle braces on yeah it's like you you don't these play like i mean it doesn't a lot of nick with, withdraws from matches when nothing happens he's, okay i see what you're saying yeah no i see what you're saying i understand no. he's not he's not doing yeah it's it's a different kind of uh you know what i mean it's like, like it's what i think he crutch. does is like
0: it's a mental crutch i think
1: yeah he's he's definitely got a kind of um his his attitude is one that is like i'd be very very surprised he'd have to have you know everybody in the world behind him to win a slam, or everybody in the world against him. Yeah, it's there's almost no in
0: between, and then and tennis is all about managing the in betweens, um, which you see Federer and all those guys. They manage that all really, really well. Um, yeah, they're they manage the dips and whatever happens, they're able to get themselves back to neutral, and they almost never seem dejected or degraded. You you never see them with their head down like that and defeated. Uh, Rafa yeah. is probably the most the most prime example
1: ever to ever play the game of someone who's just incredibly you know competitive and and always yeah involved mm-hmm. in every point and no matter how much it's i can see what you're this is where
0: i don't think that he this is like the part of me that doesn't think he wins a slam is because we don't see that type of tenacity from him that's true uh, he doesn't need rafa's it. tenacity but um the part of me that doesn't believe he's gonna win a slam is because uh no matter think about No matter how poorly it's going for Rafa, there there is never a moment in the match where you're thinking that he's oh he's so mentally out of this match.
1: Yeah, and I was just I just had a I uh, had this. That's every other match for Nick. Exactly. I just had I was just going to point this out to you. Like Nick is a player who's beat a lot of really really good great players, right? Yep. But think about all the players worse than him that That he's lost lost to. to. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's 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 another thing. It's like you can't have that. Mm-hmm. he should have a if ridic- if he's got the talent and the game that people say that he has and he's, he should have he's ridiculous underrated
0: records. he's underrated athletically too
1: he's a he's an
0: athletic freak naturally
1: yeah he hits like his shots are he hit that 130 mile an hour forehand that's great that's the fastest not the fastest i think i've ever heard of i think the fastest i've ever heard of was andy andy hit like 140 mile an hour forehand that's ridiculous some like ridiculous freak accident that he did mm-hmm. that but Nick does that with a lot, reaches speeds, you know, maybe 20 miles less than that with a lot more regularity. Uh huh.
0: And the amount of just, he had so much spin on his shots. And yeah, he's, he's an incredible player. And I mean, I would love to see him put it together. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but Nick actually didn't play, by the way. Because he was out of the tournament already.
1: No, he didn't. Despite, we're despite talking about. Long, we're just talking. Yeah, exactly. Despite our long conversation, this is something that we just got into about yeah. players and mm-hmm. and talking about someone else who um who who actually just beat Nick.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and, I think I think Nick would love it that yeah, we're talking about him on a podcast where he's not even playing.
1: He'd be like, "Oh my god,
0: these guys are talking <laughs> about me on their podcast."
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Nick is not the play, the Australian who mm-hmm. would eventually you know pull up on the second year of the year the uh, dethrone the king and the
0: alpha of the day yeah goes to milman yeah yep. that's
1: mm-hmm. crazy i mean like that was that was one okay when when that match started it was ridiculous we're all sitting like we, we were, were sitting, all hanging out we were yeah, all hanging out I, actually and we're we're hanging out and right after right after you left i was like talking with Claire. i was like yeah the, there's no way that he's going to get a game because Roger went up. Roger broke immediately. He went up
0: really fast, too. That first set was, well, I think it was a quick first set. Like, he, yeah, he he's was... been having all tournament. He's been having really fast sets. Nishioka, that was, he won the first set, and I think in, like, under half an hour. Yeah, and then he won the, the second, first set in 22 minutes. Yeah, and the second set was almost done by 40 minutes, by 45 minutes. There was I thought the match was going to be under an hour and a half. And no, might, I mean, against Nishioka, against Nishioka, against Nishioki, yeah,
1: Nishioka, yeah. It, and it, Fed's a notoriously quick player, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was, this was, this was ridiculous. Like, he, he goes up there, he gets up really quick, and he's playing like really, really, really well in the first
0: couple of games.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and this then, is, it's
0: Fed esque where you're watching him play, and you're like, the, as a fan, one thing, um, we're both Novak fans, um, and I'm a Fed fan too. I, I'm just, I'm a bigger Novak fan, but, um, one thing that I love, I almost love and hate watching with Fed is that uh, when you're watching him play and you're watching him play the other player, you're almost just sitting there thinking, this is impossible. Yeah. There's there's just this feeling where you're watching Fed play and you're thinking, "This is there's no way. There's just absolutely nothing that he can do. Yeah. He's making him look like a JV player. And whereas Novak you're watching and you feel almost bad for the other player because he's smothering them. Yeah. And he's... when you're watching Fed,
1: you're just like, oh my, what is this guy going to do? But then he misses a drop shot. hmm And like that's kind of what, what his loss started as. He looked like he was just bailing out of points.
0: He's been hitting a lot of drop shots this time. Yeah. Or he
1: did he was hitting a lot of he drop shots. He was hitting a lot of he was playing like a really flat real mm-hmm. flashy game. Yeah.
0: Um there's a lot of factors to this loss. Um
1: this and this was the weird did you listen to the interview afterwards? No, I didn't hear his interview, but I know what he was talking about where he mentioned how he couldn't breathe because of the temperature. Not
0: I I watched the interview. Um th- that was one of the weirdest sentences I've ever heard just because it came from from him. Um where he said to him he said they uh they were asking about the match and he goes um uh, let me just let me try and remember off the top of my head. I think he said something along the lines of yeah I just I couldn't get air. Um, yeah. And they were asking about the end of the match like what were you thinking and he said um I was just glad it was over. Yeah. Which is not something you hear um, from him, and I don't. I don't know if he was sick. Um, not to take away from Milman, there it must have just been that day. Everything came together because he was really struggling, um, and he looked. Um, if you like, even watch the highlights, he looked kind of out of sorts. Like he was sweating a lot. Yeah, um, he was drenched, which is not something you see from Fed. And I'm not saying he's out of shape or anything. He's obviously one of the most in shape players. Yeah, it just so happened that. Whatever whatever. I don't know if it's what he ate, if he didn't um he, he probably had the same exact routine that he normally has before every match. That's
1: not true, actually. Really? So apparently he was he was feeling some some problems with his game before he went into the match. Okay. And he had been practicing like quite a bit more than he normally does. Oh, okay. Um on his on his back ends and trying to get his backhand back into shape because which is one of the reasons why he was hitting all these drop shots and why mm-hmm. he was hitting all these uh, oh that totally slices. makes sense that
0: absolutely makes sense then because if he wasn't confident back in to bail out of the points like that and hit the slice because yeah.
1: the slice is uh, so much more high percentage so uh, slice especially they were talking about it when the match started because so defensive too and that's yeah, not what you want to see from no exactly him. They were, and they were talking about it when the match started because he was he was um hitting some really nice back ends early in the match mm-hmm. that he had been uh, working a lot more than he normally does. in Okay, practice interesting. Yes, yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was, he knew that there was a hole in his game. Yeah, obviously, mm-hmm. and he like n- not that one that most people could exploit. And the way that Milman beat him wasn't by exploiting like a, a big deficit on no. Rogers. Oh, part. if you
0: look, if you look at the scoreline, there is, there's yeah, exactly. No, there's no like glaring hole there. If um you'd I didn't get to watch the whole match, but even if you were just Watching the match normally, you might have not even picked up on
1: it. No, yeah, the way that the way that Milman, I mean, I think it was pretty obvious he was hitting a lot of he was missing. The problem was that he was actually missing a lot of those drop shots. Oh, okay, never mind. Like he was hitting them into the net, and um, he would hit them. He would overhit them, and Milman would come in and finish it off. Mm -hmm. But he, he, yeah, he was overcooking a lot. That's really
0: interesting. I'm curious as to why he decided to go to the drop shot. Um, I think that might be. Maybe he was feeling something physically or something, because the drop shot is is much. If you're hitting it a lot like that, it's kind of a bailout. Yeah. Um. And I'm curious as to why. So this is kind of what's going through my mind. Why did he not decide to slice deep and extend the points instead and play a little bit more defensive through the backhand and try and set up his forehand a little bit more?
1: Well, well, he, he, he. I think that he tried that a little bit okay. too. Was that I mean, he, wasn't, he or... wasn't just he wasn't. Millman was getting into long rallies with him. Yeah
0: millman played amazing
1: yeah millman was like pretty exceptional but every time you see someone play play good enough to beat roger they have to be playing amazing and even 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 if if roger isn't playing his best isn't playing his best but i i I don't like to say like isn't playing his best or that kind of thing because it always reminds me of um basically saying like oh well there was a better match that we could have seen what and that better match would have it like you know culminated with a Roger ended with Roger winning indubitably yes but so i don't i don't like to think that like it's mm-hmm. better to think like well Roger probably played the best that he could at the time oh no he probably played the best he could have he, he, he tried to win yes he, oh absolutely if you look at the score lines two yeah. tie breaks yeah and the way you have
0: to look at it is he played the best with the tools that he had yeah um it didn't go his way today and then n- normally he would play a little bit better but that that's just what he had today. There's nothing you can do about that. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: mm-hmm. Millman, I mean Millman, he he took he got every point he could out of Millman. And yep. mm-hmm. that's reflected pretty clearly in the scoreline 7-5, 7-6, 7 very six. close match. And that first set was 3-6 for Roger. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was tight. There's not a big difference in the points. Mm-hmm. One, and there's not a big, you know, the, like the, they're separated by very little. Like the that that si- that first tiebreak went to nine seven. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it was a big tiebreak. Yeah, and after and then Roger still got back to another tiebreak. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the the big I I don't know I mean like the what's the takeaway like Roger's not going to retire because he lost in oh, another I, quarterfinal. I, I even... Roger lost in I think Roger lost in the semi last year to no he didn't lose in the semi he lost in a quarterfinal last year too didn't he Yeah, mm-hmm. I forget Juan Martín del Potro. That's right. Re- Mm-hmm. That was yeah. here.
0: That was here, but um, it is disappointing to see him go out early. I was really looking forward to the Novak match. Um, yeah, but if he was having issues, th- the thing is here. Uh, one thing to to point out uh, to make very clear is that if he was struggling today, and he say he had gotten past Millman and it does not look like Novak is struggling, I I do not think we would have gotten the match that we were anticipating.
1: No, if yeah, Roger continued
0: to struggle. Because if Millman was able to defeat him this way, Novak is going to make those holes much more apparent. And yeah. tr- simply going to the drop shot to try and, especially if you're missing them, you, that's there's nothing that's going to work that way, that, that would have worked that way against Novak.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Novak probably would have made it look a little more decisive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe Roger would have elevated I, he, I think
0: he, I kind of think that he would have raised his level. That's yeah. why he's one of the greatest players ever um
1: roger actually is someone who like on a big stage sometimes he loses to people who have nothing you know who don't who mm -hmm. who are real underdogs who like you don't expect them to win yeah and Mm -hmm. it's always like everyone's always like shook to their core when it happens because it's like you know you just saw something incredible yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's Crazy match, the Steve Darcis match at yeah. Wimbledon. Uh, that was two years in a
0: row, actually at Wimbledon. Not, it was it was Steve Darcis one year. I forget the other year. Um, yeah, they, they, it's, the Tsonga not, match, the Tsonga match at Wimbledon.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. not a he's not he doesn't have a Juan perfect Martin. record.
0: Juan Martín. I wouldn't say Juan Martín last year. Um, I wouldn't say that so much um, because Juan Martín is such a stellar player, and he played a huge match right before that. Yes, he, mm-hmm. but, I would say the year that he lost the U.S. Open to Juan Martín. Yeah, is, is a is a better example.
1: I mean. Um, it would have been funny to see a repeat of that. But who knows? There's yeah. Juan still we'll has. Know. In Juan another Martin. universe. In another universe. Mm-hmm. Juan Martín has to play. Yeah, you know, we're not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to it soon. Let's uh, do a preview of the matches that are coming up tomorrow yeah. in this draw. So mm-hmm. we have Marin Chilich and mm-hmm. Kanisha Corey. We talked about that a little bit yeah. already.
0: Mm-hmm um this is a very interesting match um this is definitely the better of the two matches um it's exciting i'm really excited to watch this match um k is playing very well Chilich got over that five-set match and he just he beat goffin after the first set very decisively yeah. or not very decisively but he he certainly beat him it was a straight set victory um Six i'm excited for the second one. set that's yeah. pretty that's pretty decisive. decisive yeah mm-hmm. and then what was the third set Six, four, six, four, so, so one break, closer. which is it's not as yeah. decisive, um, but man, i w- it'll be interesting to see, um, how much will Nishi be able to move Marin um, and be able to get hit the shots that he needs, and will yeah. Marin be able to overcome and dictate a little bit more if if Marin allows Nishi to do more of the dictating and moving, that is not Marin's game.: um, No, it's
1: not. Marin's someone who he's a big guy so tries to a finish points early yeah mm-hmm.
0: so if again if they're both playing really well so i think it'll be a back and forth I yeah think it's going to be a back and forth and this is this is the exciting business end of the tournament exactly
1: this is where things go to five sets yeah hopefully um i, I would not be surprised
0: if this match goes five sets it's not a final and Chilich collapses he collapsed in his last final yeah which um he did yeah this will be a much more... I think we're going to get a better match here. Um, even though he beat Nishikori in the final of the U.S. Open... To get You're the talking future. about his
1: last final... Well,
0: against Roger. Uh, yeah, Australian
1: Wimbledon.
0: Open. Oh. Uh, no, he played uh, Roger in the final of Wimbledon.
1: What, what year? Did he play Roger in the final? Oh, wait. Let me last let me just year? pull it up. I think he played um, against... He played in an Australian Open final recently, too. Um,
0: I forget. Um, but... The the one that sticks out in my mind the most is he had the panic attack at Wimbledon. Oh yeah, that yeah I remember that now too. Yeah, um, he. Uh... I think we'll get a much better match um, now. I think that this will be the perfect match, unless it, unless he kind of has some nerves, maybe thinking that he should beat him after beating him already. But those those players, these players have so much experience that they're they're past those types of nerves probably. Um, sometimes it hits them, but we'll see. Um, yeah who did
1: he lose to rafa roger
0: in uh, australia
1: in australia yeah in the australian open
0: oh i think i yeah i remember that i remember that yeah now. i did not watch that one because it was so it was yeah it was really early in the and
1: movies, he but. and he beat he beat uh rafa to get there yeah mm-hmm. so no, but, i mean the, rafa retired but he, so he's that's right that's he's, right he's uh, a player the who, quad injury it was a quad injury with yeah rafa, and it, it? that that uh match with roger went five he five sets so marin's someone who's always yeah. getting close to finals and, mm-hmm. rafa's
0: injury i remember that the reason that sticks out in my head is he was very frustrated after that he, he was throwing stuff on the ground yeah he was throwing stuff in his bag yeah he re, yeah he retired yeah he was really he, he was, was really in,
1: disappointed of course he was he wanted to play his best friend roger mm-hmm. <laughs> um in the final i'm i said marin's getting close to finals but no marin's getting close to the to, to the to the, the, the trophies to the trophies yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he's getting yeah he's, but um we'll see uh this is going to be a very exciting match um, and that let's talk about the millman match the Milman the millman novak match that's not something like we don't know what to ex- you don't really know what to expect
0: I, we have no idea what to expect because normally i would i would anticipate that novak uh rolls him um and plays the novak game but now that he has beaten roger and he is very deep in the tournament now and he's playing well um he's I gonna still, put everything out every single it's going to be exciting to watch because of that, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: To see somebody at playing the match of their life, yep. he's 29 mm-hmm. years old, this is the farthest he's ever got, mm-hmm. it's going to be great to watch. So, and that's one reason to be excited about a match like that. It's very few opportunities to see a player play on such a big stage, yep. the mm-hmm. best, probably the biggest match they're ever going to play in their life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there's the only more important way, matches for
0: him. The only way the matches get bigger for him is if he beats Novak and gets farther in the yeah. tournament. These are All these matches consecutively are the biggest matches that he's ever played in his life. Yeah, it's
1: it's it's going to be great to watch. Yeah. And we will be there to cover it. Oh, yeah, we'll be there to cover it for sure. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. But um, just to close out real quick, I think that um, keep an eye on both those matches. The Nishikori-Chilich match... Um, I anticipate,
1: I think that Nishikori's going to win. You think Nishikori's going to win? Are we going to make calls on it? Nishikori, Mar- Mar- I think Marin's going to win. I, Do you think I, Marin's going to win? an easier pick for me, yeah. It's, he is, really? I'm just doing like a, like a. just my gut feeling is, okay. Marin's like really reliable. He's really good when he plays in mm. this Earlier deep in rounds, tournaments. Yeah,
0: this deep in tournaments until the finals, he plays yeah. really
1: well. And then in, uh, his, his base, basically his window, like his, I guess... What's that area around a planet that the Goldilocks? The Goldilocks zone is right here. Marin is okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that metaphor. Um,
0: I think that Nishikori is playing too well right now. I don't, and I think he's gotten past some tests. Um, Chilich, I think, was tested more his last match with Gaufin. Um We'll see. It's a tough call. Um, I'm going to go with
1: Nishikori, and I'm going with Marin. Okay, I would go with Nishikori in uh in four in four. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Marin in three. But I would not be surprised.
0: Again, this is uh, we did this at the Wimbledon podcast too. I would not be surprised if it went either. This there are so many different ways that match could go. Yeah, it could
1: go to five mm-hmm. even, and Marin yep. would still win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to anticipate that um, Novak beats Milman. Okay, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say with v- pretty high confidence that he beats him in three. And if not in three, he most definitely beats him in four. That's my opinion. Okay. Um, I don't think Milman sustains the level.
1: Yeah, I, I wanna, I like, I wanna see a five set match. So I think I'm gonna change my, my. I'm gonna change it as if like yeah. me mm-hmm. saying it is gonna make the match happen. Mm-hmm. Marin and Ishikori is going to five. Okay, that would with, be exciting. That's with, what I want. That's what I with want to have. Marin happen. winning. And Novak Millman is three with Novak winning.
0: Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And tune in for the next one. We got a a big stuff to cover. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye. Love you guys.